man, Crin. What? We should have dressed up for the theme today. Oh, so mad. Yes, you're right. Oh my God, I could have had my raggedy ant all here. Rats. Rats. Well, if you want to see us dressed up, you'll just have to come to one of our Halloween weekend shows. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's us. Hi. Stopping in real quick. We have some messages for you. Just wanted to give you a little hello. Pay attention to us for a moment. Breaking news! Our tickets for our live show are on sale on our website, twogirlsoneghost.com. Please go to our website because if you purchase through a third-party seller, so when you go to our website and you click like, oh, I want to go to this show, it'll redirect you to buy tickets through the venue or through the venue's site, trusted site that they're using. If you simply Google Two Girls, One Ghost live show in Atlanta or whatever, you might be brought to another seller that is going to not charge you the price we are trying to charge you. They're charging you like hundreds of dollars. Do not spend hundreds of dollars to see us. No. Yeah, don't do that. Go to our website. Don't do that. Please. So we've also been told that sometimes when you go through our website and click the links, like it does redirect you. So we highly recommend doing it in a private browser or in incognito mode, if you know what that is, so that the interwebs doesn't kind of redirect you to something that you don't want to buy your tickets from. Yeah. If you see a ticket for a hundred bucks, know that that's wrong. That's wrong. But we do have good news after this warning that we just offered you. (laughs) We are going to do a costume contest in the three shows leading up to Halloween. So it's Nashville on the 29th. It's New Orleans on October 30th. And then Atlanta on Halloween, we're doing a costume contest. So come dressed up. Corinne and I will be dressed up, different costumes at every show, and we want to see what you have. Be spooky, be fun, be quirky and clever. Oh, yeah. Or be slutty. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Do what you want. You be you. Just let your freak flag fly at Two Girls, One Ghost live show. (laughs) We certainly will be on stage. We will be freaky. It's going to be weird. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, enjoy the rest of this episode. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. I'm still in my bathroom. Yes, you are. And that's Corinne in the bathroom. Awkwardly waving. I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode. And we decided, you know, last year, we haunted ourselves and a lot of you in October. So we were like, well, maybe this year we do a little less of that. And, you know, for our own safety and the sake of all of your safeties. (laughs) But how do we also still like dabble in the darkness? And so, well, I decided to cover, well, because you tried to cover and then you started having nightmares. So then I started to do it, Peggy the doll. So it's a two-part episode for our regular episodes. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, then let's like do an accompaniment. I don't know. That's not the right way to say the word. But with an Encounters episode that also is featuring doll stories. Honestly, last year, it was like we themed all of October demons. And this year, we ended up doing dolls. Which is kind of demon adjacent. It is. It is. It's kind of making me tempted to switch some of my things that I had for the end of October. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. You can if you want. We'll see. Okay. We get to make any... We make all the rules. We do. So we get to do whatever Uh, we want. We get to be our own bosses. (laughs) Yeah. But we have some doll stories. Should I start? We do. Can I real quick tell you about Universal Horror Nights? Because I didn't get to go with you this year. Oh, yes. 
I saw that you went. At first I was like, I kind of forgot that there was a universal in Los Angeles area. And for a second, I literally thought you went to Florida without me. And I was so pissed at you. Oh, that would be so mean. That would have been so There was like mean. a good five minutes of me just replaying the stories being like, how the fuck did Sabrina go without me? <laughs> I will say it was not as fun without you, but I did oh, get thanks. to go on rides. That's true. With other people. You still, yeah, that's the yeah. key word. Because you still get to go to on rides when you're with me. It's just not with me. Yeah. I wait at the bottom for you the whole time. I was laughing. So I went on the Jurassic Park ride and I was laughing about how when we were in Florida and we did this, I we had an interview with the guy who was like the creator of the mazes and like haunted houses yes. at Universal Horror Nights. So cool. And But like on our way toward him, I was like, I really want to go on the Jurassic Park ride. And I forgot that it was the log flume. <laughs> And do you remember, I like get off the ride, I'm like soaking wet and we like go to do that interview. Oh my God. And it also took you, you were gone for like 45 minutes to an hour because I was just sitting on the curb going over all of our questions, adding more to our interview list of questions. And then you came back and you were just drenched and you're like, all right, ready to go. (laughs) 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 When they give you free passes, you got to really utilize them. Yeah, exactly. And it was so much fun. Highly recommend The Exorcist maze at Horror Nights. It was the spookiest and best by far. And then, oh, and then there was this like behind the scenes of Blumhouse video thing. And it was so fun. It was kind of interactive. And like a bunch of Megans came out and did like the Megan dance. And I was like, that is so fun. What other movies did they feature in that one? Because I'm assuming it's a bunch of like a compilation of Blumhouse. So the, I can't remember, it's like Five Nights of Freddy's or something like that. That's the one that is coming out and it's based on a video game. Hmm. And you know what I was really excited about? So I've been working on, and now that the WGA strike, probably by the time this episode comes out, is over. We still have to vote on the terms, but um, there wasn't a tentative agreement reached, but I can say this now. So I was, I'm developing a project with Jim Henson's company, who, if anyone knows Jim Henson, they do like the Muppets and have like really incredible creature shop and they create monsters and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I'm working with them, but they created the monsters for this movie. So freaking cool. I remember you went in and didn't, didn't you get to see some of the monster figurines? Didn't this happen? So I did a zoom with them because it was still like, I think someone I knew got COVID. And so it was like on the cusp of COVID stuff. So I didn't go in in person, but I did zoom into the creature shop and I got to see a lot of stuff, which was really cool. So cool. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Um, okay. Dolls. Dolls. Creepy dolls. You go first. I was prepared to. Okay. So this is called Scary Sleep Paralysis Story. And this was sent in by Amy. Hi, ladies. I'm emailing you because I had an experience years ago that I've never been able to figure out or come to terms with. When I heard your episode that touched on sleep paralysis, I knew I had to tell you my story. I felt really embarrassed about it at the time, and now I'm wondering if there's more people out there wrestling with this problem. Okay, this is a long one. In 2001, I was living by myself in this remodeled apartment building turned into condos that I was renting. It was small, but it had one bedroom and it had an office that I used as my art studio. The living room led into the bedroom, and the wall that was closest to the foot of the bed shared the wall with the kitchen on the opposite side. That figures into what happened. So as soon as I moved in, I just felt weird. I had never been one for feeling scared to live on my own, and I'd already lived on my own for many years. I just always felt creeped out in there. 
like I was not alone. Hate that feeling. When I would try to fall asleep at night, I would lie awake, feeling like there was someone in my kitchen, and I would find myself just staring at the wall at the foot of my bed, feeling like someone was on the other side. (gasps) Nope. The imagery of that reminds me of that movie, which I can't remember the name of, but it was basically like when you'd get a phone call from like a ghost and then you'd die. And there is a scene where someone was in a public restroom and they put their ear to the, they feel like they were alone in the bathroom. And then they feel like there's someone on the other side of the stall. What movie is this? And then they put their ear up and then the camera pans out and there's like a demon ghost listening. Oh God, what was it called? It was like the ringtone or something like that. Why do I not know this? Should I give it a quick Google and just see if I can figure it out in the next 30 seconds? And then if we can't, someone else can. Sure. And if not, yeah, sure. I truly don't know. I cannot figure this out. (laughs) So maybe someone else will know. Was it One Missed Call 2008? That That seems about the time that I'm thinking of this movie. It could have been that. Someone, we have horror movie buffs out there. Someone correct me, please. So many. We will like immediately get... Tons of yeah, which is emails, good. messages. Remember, like the yogi, like the yogi giddy yo. People immediately were like, "It's Juno, <laughs> yogi, yogi." Jesus Christ! Okay, never mind. Let <laughs> me say it. Okay, I was in school at the time, working a part-time job and also working as a nanny. A friend of mine would drop her little boy off two days a week, and I would take care of him while she was at work. He was crawling at the time, and he would crawl all over my house, but he would always stop at the threshold of the office, which was also off of the kitchen. He would stop at the doorway, and he would just look up, but he would never go in. (gasps) I had no idea why. I just thought it was strange as if he sensed that there was something in there. Yeah. Also, at this time, I had started dating a guy who worked at a bar most nights, and when he got off work, it would be really late. Some nights, he would stay at my apartment. I told him about the weird, creeped out feeling, but he didn't feel it. But then things started to happen. One night when he was not there, I woke up at about 3 or 4 a.m. and the tuner of my stereo system on my entertainment center was on. The volume button was turned all the way up. It was not tuned into a radio station. It was just this horrible static feedback sound at maximum volume. Creepy. My heart was pounding. I was terrified. I ran into my living room, I turned it off, and I just stood there, freaked the hell out in the darkness. I told my dad about it a few days later, and my dad, being the reasonable man that he is, came up with an explanation and said, well, somebody in your building was probably tuning something on a remote that shares the same frequency as your entertainment center? Done deal, right? Thanks, dad. That totally makes sense. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Thanks, dad. Except for, I'm dubious. (laughs) And I went to bed that night feeling much better. But then it happened again. And then again. It happened once when my boyfriend was over and I was too scared to get up. So he was the one who got up and he turned it off. So we just kept thinking that it was because someone else's remote control in the building was altering it. But why would it be happening in the middle of the night? At that same time? Yes, exactly. These are the questions we have to ask. I was living in a condo building with a bunch of adult professionals who didn't seem like the type that would get up and randomly watch TV at 3 a.m. My dad's logic was no longer making sense to me or making me feel at ease. So my dad, being the funny guy that he is, was in a secondhand store one day and he found a vintage 80s Barbie talking alarm clock radio. Nope. Being a child of the 80s, I loved Barbie back in the day. So he bought it for me. He brought it over and he said, hey, look at this funny thing I found for you in your junk drawer. 
Maybe you can just listen to a radio when you're washing dishes or something. He even brought me batteries. I have a good dad. (laughs) So I put the batteries in. I put it in my kitchen by the sink. But when I tried to use it, the antenna was terrible. And so I just gave up. I made sure that the alarm wasn't set and I just figured it would be cute for decoration. I'm sure you can guess where this is going. Yep. That night, in the middle of the night, I woke up to the sound of someone talking. It was Barbie. The alarm had gone off in that little Barbie voice, even though I had purposefully made sure that it was not set because we thought it was totally creepy. We woke up to the sound of ding, ding, wake up. It's me, Barbie. That was a great impression. Thanks. We both freaked out. I got up, I took out the batteries, and I went back to sleep. And then a few days later, I was at work and my boss came into the back room where I was taking a break and said, Hey, when you were out getting lunch, your boyfriend called and left a message for you. He said that he had to leave your house and that he needs you to call him immediately. Oh. So I called him. I called him at home and he told me that around 10 a.m. that morning, he slept in because he worked late and he woke up to the radio from the entertainment center turning on full blast, top volume. He bailed. He drove home and he said that he wanted me to come stay at his place that night. All of this was unsettling, but then I started having sleep issues. It happened probably five or six times at the apartment when I would wake up and not really wake up in the middle of the night, but I would just wake up completely paralyzed. It felt like the back of my head and my body were tingly burning and that I was sinking into my bed and totally immobile. I was completely terrified. It was not just waking up out of a nightmare, but the very strong feeling that something was in my room and pushing me down into the bed. I remember the feeling as if I were gripping onto my sheets, holding them around myself really tightly, but feeling like something, someone was clenching my hands into that position. I am not kidding when I say that I could feel the weight of someone on me. I tried screaming. I tried moving. I knew that my boyfriend was sleeping six inches away from me, but there was nothing I could do. And the whole time I felt like it was the person from my kitchen on the other side of the wall. Of course, I told him about these episodes. And although my boyfriend didn't doubt me, he didn't experience it or notice that anything was wrong with me at the time. It got so bad though, that I was waking up in the mornings sore because I had been crunched up all night. Oh no. When I was paralyzed for what felt like an eternity, I felt like something was invading me. I can't explain how I could just feel like something was trying to take advantage of me in some way. I can't say if it was sexually or emotionally or physically or what, but something was trying to take control of me. It's like something was trying to possess you. (laughs) It messed with my head so much for a few weeks that I even thought, is it my boyfriend? Does he have some sort of bad energy? Is he going to hurt me? But it wasn't him. Wait, this is so scary because it's clearly like it's isolating her. It's making her like so sleep deprived and then turning her against like the people closest to her. This is something dark. It's torture. Oh my God. It's truly torture. And then it's taking away all of the joyous things in her life. And now she's associating her memories of Barbie with a demon possession. Which I already associate the two of them. (laughs) Ever since that one email where Barbie like was cross-legged and like turned her head and climbed up on someone's bed, the life-size Barbie. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, no, thank you. We should reread that one. But it wasn't him. He was a super good dude and we ended up being together for seven years. But that's how crazy it was making me. Of course, this led to my lack of sleep, which led to anxiety, which led to depression. And my boyfriend understood and believed me because of what he had experienced in that apartment. 
So he talked me into moving in with him at his apartment and I immediately agreed. I packed all my stuff and I never looked back. I never had sleep paralysis ever again after that. I know that people have tried to come up with physical and medical explanations as to why sleep paralysis happens, why people feel the sensations that they do, but I don't think that in any way it explains the terror that people experience. I don't think anyone has figured out an explanation for what it is, which makes me think that it definitely is something out of our realm that we do not understand. I agree. Anyways, that's my story. It feels weird to talk about because it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life. I'm hoping that you guys do a full episode about sleep paralysis. Well, I'm using this for the dolls episode because of Barbie Barbie's alarm. Because now I'm wondering, after getting this story out of my system, if there's a connection between sleep paralysis and a place being haunted, which I'm convinced that that apartment was. Um, Yes, there absolutely is. And we've totally done sleep paralysis episodes in the past. Yeah. Oh, this was sent. Also, this is one of our very first emails that were sent to us. This was from <gasps> wow. December of 2017. So we'd only been doing the podcast for a few, a couple months. For like a couple months. Yeah, like three months. Oh, I hope you're still with us. I know. All right. Thanks for letting me vent. Keep up the good work, Amy. Yeah. So I agree. Sleep paralysis is definitely something outside of our realm. And clearly, I mean, just like there's so many contributing factors in this story that Amy shared. Like the, and the fact that the second that Amy moved in with her boyfriend and never looked back at this apartment and never experienced sleep paralysis again to me is like, obviously there was something going on in that apartment. Totally. And it's also like, I hate, I feel like this is such the case with when it comes to haunted dolls. It's really, I I more took this as like a haunted toys episode too, because I was just thinking about like, I mean, a haunted doll, like dolls are are usually meant for, they're made and marketed for the joy of children and their families, right? Laughter. And yet these toys, these dolls, these Furbies, these radios, these little plastic dump trucks, they get utilized in the most horrific way when there's a negative spirit. And it just totally makes you scared of all dolls and all toys. I feel like it's just like a blanket thing. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I told you growing up, my brother's toys would go off all the time. And like he had this Blue's Clues that when you, and it was synced to a book. And if you opened the book, Blue's Clues would be like, boop, boop, boop. And then if you closed the book, it, Blue's Clues would go to sleep. It was like a bedtime thing. And Blue's Clues, like the toy would go off all the time to the point where I think it even went off when it didn't have any batteries in it. And then his, like my brother's fire truck would go off all the time. And it's just like so freaky. This weird, I mean, granted, if I were a ghost child from like back in the day who didn't have all these cool toys, I would be like super intrigued. And then like, just like electrical interference. Like I feel like kids toys are ghost hunting equipment. You're right. They totally are. Especially you're bringing me back to some of the stories that I don't even think I told in one of the like specials that we each did for ourselves. But I think it was sophomore year that I was in, I've told you this before, sophomore year when I lived in um, a house for like one month, I was subletting from someone in Los Angeles, these girls uh, from my sorority that were like a few years older or from a bunch of sororities. But in their house, they had a motion censored toy. It was like one of those like bop it type toys but it was motion censored. You know, like it was it was for adults. Okay. It was motion censored and it would go off all the time. And a bunch of other things happened in that house too. Like people would hear people upstairs. I heard 
music playing. I heard someone come home when they weren't there. And that was the one where, remember there was that puppy Milo and I was helping like basically (gasps) raise him. And I heard out in the kitchen, hi, baby. Like a girl's voice go, hi, baby. And Milo just freaking runs and books it terrified into my room because it was I was the only one home alone with him at that time. And we both went out together Jeez. and there was no one there. But it was like that was basically from the same room that the toy used to go off all the time. Oh, freaky. All right. What do you have for us? We started with a Barbie radio, but I, I have a feeling you're going to go straight doll. You're sticking, you're sticking authentically to the <laughs> theme. So yes. And this one kind of takes us through a whirlwind. So this is from our listener, Nicole, and it is called My Life Has Been Flipped Upside Down. Oh man, Nicole. Good morning, ladies. Hi, Nicole. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going to be long, but it will be anything but sweet. Oh. As it does not have a happy ending and is honestly full of terror. <laughs> well, that cracks us in right away. I'm ready. And also, I'm very sorry, Nicole. I know. Jeez. This kind of feels like the beginning line of a series of unfortunate events, like the beginning monologue, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, so a couple weeks ago, I messaged you on Instagram regarding my neighbor, a ghost, and a spooky video that she had shown me of this mysterious thing popping up at the foot of their bed and then dropping. The video is also in the Discord chat for those who are curious. Anyway, so me, being the super friendly neighbor who understands what lack of sleep can do to your mental health, I offered to go over and help cleanse her house. The air in her home was dense and very heavy, making it almost impossible to get a proper deep breath in without your lungs feeling like they were only breathing in the amount a baby with asthma would. I guide her through each room, cleansing, and I told her what to say since she was new to this whole situation. And I wanted her to be the one who blessed her own home and not me because it was her house and she needed to show that she is not going to allow terror in her safe space anymore. Preach. It seemed to do the trick for a couple of days before all of a sudden I hear pounding on my front door and I see she is in terror saying, please let me get into your house. Let me, get me away from my house. Get me away. <laughs> so I invite her in and I make her some tea and I let her vent without prying for more information on why she was so terrified. But she begins to cry as she tells me she's so sorry for intruding because she knows I have three kids and that I attend college classes full-time online. I try to comfort her, but as I start to go and tell her everything's okay and not to be upset, I see a devilish grin appear on her face. It sends a cold shiver down my spine and makes me feel so uneasy. She says nothing, just gets up and leaves my house without a goodbye, without a single word, all that I saw was that devilish grin and she just left. Oh my God, what? This is so scary. <laughs> my brain tries to rationalize thinking, you know, maybe she just thought to herself how silly she sounded and left, but that definitely was not the case because the events that followed that day are terrifying. <gasps> So fast forward to Monday. It's now May 21st, 2023, I believe. I receive a package in the mail. And so I looked at my fiance and asked if he was expecting a package. And he was like, no, I didn't order anything recently. So I thought maybe I ordered a couple books and I just forgot because of my busy life. So I checked my Amazon to see if I had any incoming orders. There was nothing, nothing that I nor my fiance had ordered. I grab the package and look at the sender is, but 
There's no sender information. There's nothing besides my name and my address. That's it. My kids begin to get excited thinking that their grandma sent them some fun new summer toys and begged for me to open the box. So me being the, oh my gosh, why would you do that? Girl from all the horror movies. I opened the box. Inside laid a perfectly brand new replica of Robert the doll. Shut up. Are you kidding me? I did not show on my face, but this creeped me out. Despite it's a replica, I still treated it with the same respect as I would if I were dealing with the real Robert. So I introduced myself and said, oh, hello, Robert. I was not expecting a guest and you're very far away from home. So please excuse my shock. I then placed him behind a glass door of my china cabinet and my seven-year-old of my china cabinet, which is in my seven-year-old and four-month-old's room. Robert has not shown any signs of paranormal as the room still feels light and safe, but the rest of my house feels heavy. My son, four-year-old, sleeps alone in his room, which is next to mine, and has been experiencing nightmares, but not any old nightmares that you would expect from a four-year-old. Graphic, horrifying nightmares. An example... He came to me this morning before I decided to write this to you and said, Mommy, I had a bad dream. I was in a car. I was older, like much older. Mommy and my friend was in the seat next to me and I was driving the car to go to your house because it was a special day and I missed you. But when I got to your house, Mommy, everyone was dead. (gasps) You, stepdaddy, Jay, sissy, and little Bean. Little Bean is my four-month-old. What? He goes on to say that we had blood pooling from our necks and he didn't understand why but when he walked through our home to see if whoever heard us left he was face to face with a goat man who spoke to him in a calm way i asked him what the goat man said and he goes to tell me mommy he said this is our future if we ever interfere with his plans ever again shut the front door what in the world this poor child now I'm shocked because my four-year-old is not a good talker. In fact, he cannot even say most words clearly, but he said these words so clearly it was as if it wasn't him talking. Mommy, he said this is our future if we ever interfere with his plans ever again. (sighs) Since helping my neighbor that day, I have heard footsteps at night, the feeling of someone always standing behind me, watching, breathing behind my neck a replica of Robert showing up at my door and now my son's nightmares. I'm going to be cleansing my house today, but I also think I will be distancing myself from my neighbor for a bit. I'm not going to invite anyone else over until the air in my home gets lighter again, because obviously whatever was attached to my neighbor's house attached to me, followed me home, and I would hate to put anyone else through this. Note, my other two children who sleep with Robert in their room have not had any nightmares, no experiences, nothing. It's like their room has a giant bubble around it. Thank you for listening. I will see you girls on the other side. Love, Nicole. You know what I didn't realize could be something that happens to you? What? Is getting sent a mystery package with a replica of one of the most haunted dolls and then being haunted. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's terrifying. It's so scary. Wow. New fear unlocked. Jeez. How did the cleansing go? Please report back. Tell us... (laughs) Are you okay? Is your neighbor better? Is your son okay? Yeah, we need to know more. I mean, this was sent to us in May. So like three months ago, four months ago now at this point. So I just started reading this book. It's called 
the stranger upstairs and who is the author but i didn't know it was a paranormal book at all and it is so spooky but it reminds me of this because it's written by lisa m matlin i love it so far it's so good i honestly think i have i think i have that on my audible that i haven't listened to yet it sounds really familiar okay so i think i might have grabbed it a while ago to listen to. It's really good, but it reminds me of this because like so many secret like packages and letters are showing up to the main character and like there's no return, there's no clue of like who's sending it. And it's just weird. I think it's like I almost feel like Nicole's neighbor sent the doll. I yeah, I would agree with you, especially because it's an unmarked package, which almost makes me wonder like was there actual postage or was this too, like dropped oh, off, you question. know? Did it come through mail or was it hand delivered by someone in the area because it does seem it's just odd that she went from so fearful to just like i need to return home everything's okay yeah so creepy like terrified yeah like and also what happened because nicole didn't press like didn't ask for details but like what happened to send the neighbor over to nicole's house in such terror being like get me out of that house get me out of that house like was she a uh, being possessed and she thought she escaped but that entity actually did possess her is she okay i'm very concerned because <laughs> it's like it's it's so wild too because i feel like when people are possessed it's kind of like that weird bleeding of like who's who's present like like who has come to the front and there's glimpses of someone being able to kind of like break through and maybe that was the terror oh god i don't know i don't either it's so creepy we, we need, need an, an update, update. Definitely. Whoa. Here. Let me see. I don't know that we have an update, but let me just search Nicole's email. Everyone just sends us their emails and doesn't update us. Guys, in the same email thread, please let us know if you're okay or if something else happened. Ugh, we have not had We're an curious. update. Fuck. But Nicole has sent us a bunch of emails prior to this. So Nicole, haunted Nicole. <sighs> haunted Nicole. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Okay, okay. Well, well, we'll keep, hopefully keep everyone posted. I have a story from Haunted Caroline. Okay. Also, can I just say it is creepy because, so I know you're recording in your new home and you don't have internet. So like you're using your hotspot, but your video, as I was sharing that story, went out completely and it's just like a black screen and it was really creepy. Okay. You're a black screen too. I've just been basically staring at myself and just the dots going by. So that is yeah, really freaky. It is. Ugh. My gosh, it doesn't help. Like even when tech issues are truly just tech issues and not ghost related at all, it doesn't help that we're already talking about spooky things because it just adds to the yeah, ambiance, right? Like it, does. it just feels even spookier, even if we already know it's like I have poor Wi-Fi today. Right. That is why. But still, it's like <clears throat> the timing of it, everything. Yeah. Also, Leia just like very kindly crawled into my lap and is purring so softly. I'm like, yeah, thank you. She's lovely. protecting you. <laughs> Sweet girl. Hi, TGOG and fam. I have a short but creepy story. My daughter, almost 10 years old, was playing with her Barbie dolls in the house alone. When I came back in, after an hour, I sat down with her to see what she had done. My daughter is very pragmatic and was showing me all of the ways the dolls were dressed. She turned to one that was seated, facing away from her, and she laughed, surprised, saying, I didn't put her that way. I asked her how she had been seated before, and she nonchalantly told me that she had put the doll towards the other dolls. They were all facing each other. My kid is very detail-oriented, and she was adamant that she had placed her facing the other Barbies. I fully believe my daughter wouldn't have placed the Barbie facing away from the other dolls, as she likes her play to be perfect. Quote, perfect. 
perfectly splendid. How creepy is that? We have other issues in the house, such as weird screams. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> what do you mean? Normally, it's like weird noises, weird screams. Screams <laughs> from where? <laughs> okay, such as weird screams, etc. So it's not super surprising, but really. With the doll, we also recently were having a picnic in our backyard, my son, daughter, and myself, and a filled cup fully moved by itself onto the grass. No wind, just a shift. Weird. Best Caroline. I think Caroline has another kid. I think there's a ghost kid. But what the screams are terrible. Like, is it multiple screams? Is it one scream? Is it? Yeah, what? (sighs) Just got really cold. It freaked me out. Chill. There's a chill in the air. There's a chill there's a ghost around. I know. Because I was like, oh, maybe it's a kid because it's like playing with the dolls. And then like when the kids are having the picnic, like moves a cup, like participates. But yeah, the weird screams, maybe. <laughs> that really makes like, that makes me more uncomfortable than the doll moving on its own for some reason. I know. I like want a picture of this doll too. Yeah. And is it just the one doll that has had an issue? Because this is a question. It's like, is the doll just being played with by a spirit or is this doll Possessed. inhabiting inhibiting inhabiting jesus christ is a spirit spirit. inhabiting the doll yeah yes yeah there we go i like the idea of a doll getting into a spirit (laughs) (laughs) i was like where am i what are words i know this isn't right but yeah like is this doll possessed or is it simply just being moved by some other energy present we won't know i guess tough questions over here two girls one ghost we're really thinking hard today Mm -hmm. all right what do you have for us to end on I might make your brain just go, whoa, what is words and thoughts? Because it's scary. Okay. And trigger warning, this does involve drug abuse, alcohol abuse, emotional abuse, and some sexual abuse. This is from our listener, Brie, and it is called The Tale of My Haunted House. Hi, ghostesses. I do not have many spooky friends or friends in general since becoming a mama. So listening to you guys is my favorite me time moment. I love your insight and you both. After listening to Encounters episodes, it has made me want to write in about my experiences growing up. This spans literally my whole life. My name is Brie, she, her. You can use my name and all of the names in this story. Growing up, me and my two sisters lived part-time with my mom and part-time with my dad since they were divorced. My dad stayed in our original home and my mom in a townhouse she rented. Eventually, she was able to buy her own townhouse in the same neighborhood when I was six. It needed some fixing and the basement was a full open finished basement. Since there were two bedrooms on the third floor, the kitchen and living room on the first and the basement... My mom had two more bedrooms made in the basement and a laundry room. One room was towards the back and had a sliding glass door to the backyard, which became my room. I have no idea why she thought the six-year-old in that room was the best idea. (laughs) I know. The other bedroom became my middle sister Lissa's bedroom. Since it was not meant to be a bedroom and legally shouldn't have been, it had no windows. Great. Oh, great. You would walk down the steps and be able to see into my sister's room. Then if you turn left, there was a hallway that led to my room and a skinny hallway like laundry room to the left. Although activity happened all over the house, the basement was the worst. My sister, now at 32 years old, will still not go into that basement. We had a lot going on at that time though when we lived there. So I think that kind of contributed heavily to the energy that we were dealing with. My parents' divorce was horrible. Their relationship was surrounded with abuse and spite, and due to the abuse, my mom turned to drugs. It was chaotic. My mom used drugs and alcohol daily, 
my dad, an alcoholic as well, and our stepmom was emotionally abusive to us. And unfortunately, my sister and I were also experiencing sexual abuse from my dad's dad. So I feel like we were all so open and vulnerable. I don't know what happened first, but I just remember the basement suddenly becoming terrifying. One of the first encounters, my sister came home from school to every single picture frame on her bookshelf being turned upside down. Pictures of us, of friends. She yelled at her older sister for it, but she swore she hadn't done it. The lights would be on, even if you turn them off, and the TV too. Things would be moved. Liz couldn't find her jeans anywhere. She asked all of us if we had seen them, washed them, etc., and no one had seen them. She came home from school and found them folded, lying in the middle of her bed. She thanked my mom for finding them, to which my mom responded, I didn't. <laughs> One day, Alyssa and I were playing in there and suddenly, I'm a Slave for You by Britney Spears started playing in her totally 2006 disc CD player that was hanging on the wall. We looked at each other wide-eyed because neither of us had touched it. And then we noticed that the cord dangling behind the CD player was not plugged in. Stop. Oh my God, no. Ew. I hate this. We ran upstairs freaking out as we normally did when things happened. The phone would ring with 000000000000 as the number and no one would be there. My mom said it was a poltergeist and that the activity rose when we were home from my dad's. I'm not sure if that's the reason, but it got to the point where I wouldn't sleep in my bedroom at all. I either slept with my sister in her bed, but mostly slept on the pullout sofa in the living room. The basement had such an uneasy vibe, especially in the closet of Lissa's room. It was directly behind the closet in my room, and that also had the same vibe. The laundry room was unnerving as well, and I'm not sure, or maybe I can't remember who saw her first, but this is when we began to see the little girl with the long, dark hair wearing the classic night gra- the classic nightgown white dress standing in the laundry room. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you would catch a glance of her every now and then while walking down the stairs in the mirror that was at the bottom of the steps and faced the laundry room. She would just appear in the reflection or when you would turn the corner and then she would disappear. Since I was so scared of my bedroom, I would never go in there. But there was a night I remember so clearly of my mom telling me I needed to go in there to pick out my clothes for school tomorrow before I went to bed. I refused. I protested. I asked someone, please, to come with me. She told me, go downstairs and pick out your clothes. My mom could be scary, especially if she was high. So I ran down the steps, down the hall, to my room, all the way in the back. I opened my door and instantly felt like something whipped across my face like hair. What? It's the only way I could describe it. Kind of like when you're caught in a spider web, but it felt thicker. Ew, freaky. I threw my hands up over my face, pushed through it and kept running. I started grabbing at clothes on my bed. I'd often just throw things in there because I was so scared. So everything was a mess except where all of my stuffed animals and dolls lived, which was my big 2000s entertainment stand against the back wall. I'm hurrying, trying to find something clean or something that matched when I heard in a sing-songy voice, Nighty night. <laughs> it sounded like a doll said it, but I didn't have a doll that said that. 
My knees have goosebumps right now. Like, this is so freaky. Let alone, I definitely did not touch any of them. None of them were on their tummy or hand, wherever that would typically make them talk if you touch them. They were all sitting on that TV stand. I dropped the clothes. I ran upstairs and bawled my eyes out. After that, anytime I went downstairs, I made loud noises. I sang songs while going down the steps, trying to let her know that I was coming and to go away. It made sense in my little kid mind. One day, my best friend Meg and I did just that. We sang loudly, clapped our hands as we went downstairs to grab toys to play with. As we started halfway down the steps where the wall disappeared and became open, you could see into my sister's room and we saw her lying on the bed. It was not my sister, but it was this little girl. Her long, dark hair sprawled out all around her, her arms out like she was making a snow angel, and then she was gone. Whoa. And then I saw my baby doll sitting there on the floor in my sister's room, and it winked at us. Stop. (gasps) Just one eye winked at us. Oh, okay. This is definitely poltergeist. This is not just a little kid ghost. If it's manipulating things like this, this can't be, right? Well, and it's clearly like this ghost girl is going like from form into dolls. Like it's like doll hopping. Yeah. Oh God, I hate this. We were terrified. Meg and I ran back upstairs freaking out. I remember feeling justified though. And Meg finally seeing her too and having other people who were witnesses. There are so many more stories from that time period. A few years later, my bedroom was moved upstairs next to my mom. Both of my sisters no longer lived there and lived with my dad or other friends full time. I had a lot going on at the time. I was still experiencing abuse and just getting the courage to tell my mom in the next coming days. I was laying in bed, facing the wall, trying to fall asleep. And I felt the weight of the bed shift downwards, like someone sat down. I could feel them pressed up against my side. And I knew it was not my mom. My door never opened. I never heard footsteps walk towards me. It was like someone just suddenly sat down. I could feel their hand lightly stroke my back. It was like whoever it was just wanted to tuck me in. And although I was frozen, I did feel comforted. Soon after that, a lot happened. And we were taken from my mom. My mom said when we were all gone and she was getting clean, all of the grocery bags that most people kept balled up in their bigger grocery bag were hanging on a cabinet in the kitchen. And they started popping like popcorn until every single bag was out on the floor. My mom said that the activity did slow in that time, but she was going through so much. So I don't know how much she would remember. She's clean now and has been for a long time. And we're close. When I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, my husband and I were looking to move to a better area, but everything was so expensive. I went to lunch with my mom and my stepdad decided to come too, which was rare. While there, he got a call from their tenant who was renting out my mom's townhouse. They had moved and started renting it out when we were no longer there and we're out of school. I looked at him and I said, can we move in? I'll pay what they were paying. I knew that I would much rather take ghosts and $800 a month to be in a great area than no ghosts and $2,000 a month. My husband laughed when every person we told reacted with, reacted with, well, what about the ghosts? <laughs> he was skeptical, very Christian, and does not love my obsession with all things spooky. But after moving back in, I felt extremely uneasy at first. I would change the laundry so stinking fast and still run up those sick run up those steps afterwards like I was six years old. I cleansed with white sage every time I felt the feeling and it would go away. My only experience living there again for those two years was my Alexa playing worship music in the middle of the night unprompted. It kind of comforted me though in a way. Like, I don't know. It never happened again. And my husband did have his first encounter while playing video games. 
He had his gamer headphones on, so he couldn't hear anything. He had moved the ottoman in front of the TV to play, and I had told him I was going to bed. At this point, I was eight months pregnant and exhausted. He felt a tap on his shoulder, and he thought it was me getting his attention, as I usually would when he had his headphones on. But when he turned around, no one was there. I was in bed, asleep. Now, fast forward again. We moved into a new house, and my mom and stepdad moved back into the townhouse. The lights getting turned on when they've been turned off and the TV again too. All of the pictures got moved. Pictures of me and my husband and kiddos got pulled to the front. And the pictures of my middle sister, Liz, were pushed to the back. My mom always thought it was our energy or maybe it was just attached to Liz. But now seeing how it happened again with my mom being back in there after it being so quiet while we were in there, even with my sister coming back, just not in the basement, I thought maybe it's attached to my mom. She wants to see a medium to see what she can find out and I'll keep you posted. But what are your thoughts? XO, Brie. <sighs> Brie, my thoughts are that it, there's a lot of hauntings around you. <laughs> so many. And everywhere you go, it's haunted. Everywhere yes. you go, something happens. <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh my God. I mean, I can't get over this whole, uh, the beginning one where it was just like the little girl with the, well, I... It's wrong to even call her a little girl because it definitely was not a little ghost girl. But like the feeling of the hair across your face and seeing her all sprayed, splayed out, like it's just that freaks me out. And the, like, the whole thing is Yeah, laying on the creepy. bed like that and then having the awareness of them coming, like Brie and Meg walking downstairs yeah. and then the spirit like going right into the doll and then winking at them. Oh, that is but I understand that after Brie has lived and survived that type of haunting and lived and survived the childhood that she and her siblings unfortunately had to, that moving into another haunted house probably felt like no sweat. Sure. And also when you're saving that much money and like you've already endured the things that are happening at that place, it does kind of feel like I got this. Yeah. And totally. when they moved back in, there wasn't anything like horrifying that happened yeah i like how breeze it's almost like breeze considering this is training you know like the previous hauntings are training to endure future hauntings it's not like oh wow i need to make sure i never live in a haunted place again it's just like oh i've already lived this i can do it again <laughs> yeah round two baby i'm winning wow oh my gosh oh, man baby. i mean yeah i think there's a lot of things that happen in people's lives brie has mentioned quite a few really horrible things that happened to her and her siblings and her family. And those things attract definitely negative energy, you know, like things can feed off of the situations that are bad and negative and sad and hurtful and traumatizing. And so, yeah, it does seem like that, that spot was ripe for activity and it was. I am curious uh, if Bree's mom has gone to a medium yet. Yeah. I would love to know. Report back. Please let us know, Brie. All right, guys, if you have ever (laughs) encountered any haunted object or doll, please let us know. If you've ever just experienced the paranormal, equally request that you let us know. Please. Absolutely. Please do. We want to know everything. You can also hear more spooky things about other haunted places and references to dolls when you come see us live. (gasps) We're on tour right now. We're talking about our investigation into the Conjuring House and 
attempting to understand the spirits that could potentially reside there. So come see us live. We're live until middle of November now. Um, And you can also support us in other ways like rating and reviewing on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, joining the pyramid scheme, which means you just tell a few other people (laughs) about the podcast and then you're promoted. Yeah. Yep. And then- uh, And you can watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Rate and review. What else? I don't know. Hang out with us. Be our friends. Love us. You know the spiel. <laughs> Love us. Hang out with us. We're yeah. excited to be here because it's the we freakiest are. month of the year. It's the best month of the year. It's, I oh, mean, yeah. it's always spooky over here year round. Halloween in our hearts always. Always. I bleed Halloween. Thank you to our team. And also special shout out to our moderators on Facebook and on Discord who help keep our community safe and happy and ghost oriented yes and we love all of you and we will see you on the other side